We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host today. And, um, well, certainly a lot going on in the world around us. Uh, there's no shortage of stuff to talk about. I guess it just depends on what you want to talk about. Um, but uh, we are... We have some good news in the fact that there is currently NFL news to uh, in a sportsless world right now, which uh, I don't know about you, uh, the listener, but uh, I made it about four days before I had um, sports withdrawal. So I'm sure that's pro- for some of for some people. I don't know. Maybe four days is a long time to. Uh, to be without sports. Jacob, uh, joining me today. Jacob, how long did it take you to go into total withdrawal mode of like panic and discomfort of not having sports on TV? Four minutes. Four um, minutes. I made, I made the joke of there are people, I think your wife had something similar. Like you guys, there's people in the world that don't like sports. I'm like, okay, so this is what your life is like every single day. I need some help on how to get through this because It'll happen. Sports will come back. I just don't know when. You know, I'm thinking tomorrow is Thursday, and we were supposed to all be sitting down and watching the NCAA tournament, and that's now not going to happen. Now we're all sad. 
yeah, now that's not going to happen. And baseball was supposed to start a week from tomorrow. If you're a baseball fan like I am, that's sad. But, yeah, been uh, watching a lot of Netflix and trying to figure out how to get – playing a lot of MLB The Show. Uh, I know that too. So, Well, you know, it's interesting you brought up Netflix. I know this is a Packers podcast, but I wanted to mention some of the things that I've seen with all this. Someone had mentioned that Netflix, for the time being, should get rid of that thing that says, hey, are you still watching Netflix? Because it's like, what else is there to do? Yes, I'm exactly. still watching Netflix. You don't need to ask if I'm still here. So, Yeah, I'll give credit to some of the sports channels. I mean, I love those documentaries, 30 for 30s, stuff like that. Uh, I live in Illinois, so the Chicago channel is showing like old Bulls games from when I was a kid, so Michael Jordan and all that kind of stuff too. So that'll kind of help ease some of the blow. But, yeah, eventually when you know <laughs> when you know the ending, it's it's kind of hard to be too invested in that. Yeah, and I think that's what makes sports great, though. I think that's why we all love – live sporting events as opposed to re-watching stuff. But, uh, hey, when there's no sports, you got to get your fix somehow. So I, I know, like I said, my wife and I, we made it four days. We watched all of Phase 1 of the Marvel movies, and we finished that up, and Annie's like, Nick, you need to put some type of sporting event on. So we ended up watching the uh, – 2010 NFC Championship game because anytime the Bears lose and the Packers win all on the same screen, it's fantastic. So, um, but uh, yeah, can I make a confession while we're here? Yes, I've only seen one of the Marvel movies. Of the like 23 that there are, you've only seen correct. One. I saw Avengers 2: The Age of Ultron, and that's it. You're not a superhero fan, are you? Um. A little bit. Uh, the movies got really, really long. And I don't know if anybody knows this, but I hate Lord of the Rings. Like, I think it's... Be careful one of how the... loud you're saying that. Some people will find that deeply offensive. Uh, Annie's not in your headphones, so we're good if that's who you're talking no, about. No, 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 but... not her. No, I just know some people... Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter are like the same thing where you, like, if you like even yep. say one bad thing about it, the people that love it... like want to crucify you guys listen i'm bored so go ahead and roast me all you want but lord of the rings is terrible and one of the reasons is one it's like it ended up being five but there's an old clerks joke clerks two randall graves makes a joke about the movie about three movies of people walking and that's it that's all i see when i watch those movies is three movies of people walking two they're like nine hours long that's ridiculous i don't have the capacity to sit there and watch the same thing for three and a half hours, especially like those are things that you got to see on the big screen too. So sitting in the theater for that long. So that to say with the Marvel movies, I don't have anything against them. I like Robert Downey Jr. So the Iron Man stuff is appealing. Um, but yeah, it was something that I, it's like I missed the early wave of it. So I saw one of them, the one that I mentioned I saw because I was dating somebody at the time that was really interested in it. So I went because I at least pretend to be a good boyfriend sometimes. And now I just pretend to be a good husband. I do, I, I do too. I just pretend. <laughs> yeah. So that was it though. But once I missed all the others, it was just like, you know, I kind of, it's going to take a while to catch up. And somebody told me that's like 20 something hours. So I guess if I'm going to catch up, now's the time, right? Yeah, you, you got plenty of time to, to catch up. And if you have Disney+, Plus, I think all but one of them is on Disney+. Plus. So, um, yeah, so we're all, you know, finding different ways to 
cope with no sports. The NFL graciously has given us um, free agency, which the Packers have made a couple of moves. I'm sure you are all caught up as you are loyal listeners every day of the show. So Jacob and I decided not to kill you with another episode of the new additions. Uh, instead, though, we wanted to talk about a few things. And uh, mu- we must say at this point, it, it is... Six o'clock Central Time on Tuesday night as we record this. You won't hear it's this Wednesday, till Wednesday. Well, oh my! See, this is what this damn virus <laughs> has done. I, I, I can't. I was talking to Annie last night, Jacob. It was, it, which was Tuesday last night when I was talking to her. Correct. And and I said, you know, it feels like it's Thursday, and it's only Tuesday. So forgive me. I'm sure a lot of people feel this way. Yes, it is six o'clock Central Time on Wednesday as we record this. You won't hear this till Thursday. Uh, so things might change, as was very apparent last week when we recorded our podcast about, you know, what, what, what might the coronavirus do? And then by the time we were released the podcast, everything had been canceled. So if things change, um, you know, forgive us a little bit. But uh, one of the things we want to talk about is uh, part of what is bringing a good Packers podcast to you is not simply just keeping you up to date on the Packers, but it is also keeping you up to date on things going around on around in the NFC North. So as I'm sure many of you, most of you have seen by now, the Chicago Bears have upgraded at quarterback, I guess you could say, uh, trading for Nick Foles from the Jaguars. Uh, So Jacob, I guess my first question is, you assume they trade for a guy that has won a Super Bowl, um, has a massive contract, is he being brought in with the idea right now for the Bears, do you think, to be the starter, or is he going to have to win the job from Trubisky? Man, that's tough because I've always been under the impression that they were looking for somebody like uh, Ryan Tannehill was to Marcus Mariota last season in Tennessee, and we saw how that worked out. Tannehill came in, balled out, then went to the AFC Championship game. He handed the ball off a bunch of times and then got paid a lot of money to do so. So I thought that that would be something that the Bears would be looking into. The problem with that is the guys that they were looking into, save for Andy Dalton, his contract's not too outrageous, but they had big contracts, the names they were talking about, Cam Newton, uh, Nick Foles, who they ended up trading for, Teddy Bridgewater was a name that surfaced. So that, to me, I had bought into the idea that Ryan Pace drafted this dude two overall, Matt Nagy would not have taken that job if he thought Trubisky was garbage. He had other options. He could have picked his, picked his job and picked his quarterback, so to speak. Um, so now that they're bringing in Teddy Bridgewater is a starting quarterback. The Carolina Panthers clearly think so, and you don't pay a guy $20 million to sit on the bench. I think this is one of those – it's a competition – uh, but the edge early is to Nick Foles because, one, he's got familiarity with Nagy already, so the experience factor is not all that big of a deal for Trubisky. Two, he makes a metric crap ton of money. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can't pay a dude $21 million and sit him on the bench. That is not a – and give up a fourth-round draft pick. It's not like they gave away a peanut. That's part of the real draft. The draft's only four rounds long, maybe five. That's part of the real draft for – a guy the Jaguars couldn't wait to get rid of. I I really struggle to see Trubisky winning that job unless it's just – if Foles is just awful on every front from training camp preseason on and Trubisky is just lights out, then he can win that job. 
And that would be a good thing for the Bears because that means you still have some hope to have a quarterback in the future. Because if Nick Foles is starting, they don't have the quarterback of the future on the roster. So I think from a long-term sense, the Bears are rooting for Trubisky to end up winning that job because he won it instead of Foles losing it, so to speak. Short-term, yeah, I think Foles is going to start there hoping the average quarterback play combined with a great defense gets him to the playoffs and potentially make a run at the Super Bowl. Well, you know, and it's interesting you say that, and I know we talked a little bit before the show. So we it, let's assume for the, the sake of conversation right now that Nick Foles does start the season as the starter anyway. Um, we talked, I would think that that would make him the, still only the third best quarterback in the division. Um, obviously, you and I agree that Rodgers is still at the top. Um, Mm -hmm. then Stafford from a pure talent standpoint is the second best, even if he might be on the worst team in the division. And then I, I personally like Nick Foles more than Kirk Cousins. But I mean, when you're talking about who's better between Nick Foles and Kirk Cousins, maybe the bar isn't being set very high for positions three and four. Um, but you know, I and I guess so. Where do you, where would you rank Foles? And then is is purely adding Nick Foles to the mix for the Bears? Is it a not necessarily maybe to get to the Super Bowl, but is it is it enough to maybe get them to the playoffs this year? Uh, for I would rank him fourth. I think that Cousins is better, and I know Cousins is kind of a favorite whooping boy, but that's really largely because of his contract. Quite frankly, if he made. $8 million or like, you know, backup quarterback money. We'd be talking about how awesome he is for that salary. I really do think players are graded on a curve and our perception of them is based on their contracts. And maybe that's fair. Maybe it's not. I personally don't think it is. I think you should grade the player based on how good you think he is. It should be that simple, regardless of what his contract is. Now I know I've said all the time that like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers makes $34 million, but that's because he needs to do things a certain way. And there's certain things need to get done because he makes that much money. There is a level of expectation. I understand that. That being said, you mentioned the playoffs. It's possible. I mean, the bears won seven, eight games last year. I can't remember the exact total. I know they had seven wins when they came into green Bay Uh, in week 15 and had a shot at making the playoffs. If they had won that game, they still had a chance to kind of sneak in as a wild card team. And you guys got to remember they watered down the postseason. They've added that the collective bargaining agreement got passed. They've added a seventh postseason team. You're looking at eight or nine wins. What used to take 10 to be a wild card team probably takes eight or nine. Now I won't be surprised if one day we get a seven and nine playoff team with that defense. And that defense was still very good last season and they've gotten better. Uh, Robert Quinn is better right now than Leonard Floyd is, and he'll take advantage of the matchups that are afforded to him because of the attention that is given to Khalil Mack. Akeem Hicks will be back and healthy. He's very good. They've got both of their starting linebackers back. Their cornerbacks stink, but it's possible that the cornerbacks may not matter all that much if Mack and Quinn and Hicks and Roy Robertson Harris are just eating the quarterback. That's certainly a possibility as well. So, again, that's one of those – If Foles can give them average quarterback play, yeah, they certainly have a chance to make the playoffs. The problem is the ceiling is limited. And I know, Nick, you mentioned he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Nick Foles was also on the best roster in all of football with a really good coach in Doug Peterson that season uh, when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So that team had 
Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar was playing well and Torrey Smith was really good and Zach Ertz was awesome and they had three running backs they could throw to. The Bears don't have weapons like that right now. Maybe that changes after the draft. They have two second-round picks. That might help them a little bit, but um, Nick Foles throwing passes to Jimmy Graham just isn't going to scare me all that much if I'm a Packers fan. All right. Well, and long way to go. Free agency still kind of kicking around here. A lot of the big stuff is, seems to be done for now, but uh, still free agency left. Still got the draft coming up, so lots to explore still before we get uh, – you know, to that point of playoffs. And I do have a are... question for you, Nick. Yes. So Nick and I are currently on Google Hangouts, so I can see his room right now. Why is there a Tampa Bay Bucks banner hanging up over your bed right now? <laughs> wow. You know, um, a lot of people say that lying to others is a really bad thing to do. So I don't know <laughs> why you're doing that to our listeners. Um, and... Uh, so what Jacob is referring to, if you're unaware, is I'm a big Tom Brady fan, and the fact that he is now uh, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Jacob is making up lies that I've already bought in Tampa Bay Buccaneers gear to put in my podcast. Do you own any room. Tom Brady gear? Serious question. I do not. Oh, good. Okay. There is somebody I do know that lives in your area that does, so I want to punch him in the face when I see him. But okay. I do not own any Tom Brady gear. Um, good. But uh, So with that side tangent... Uh, do you eat... Avocado ice cream. Do you ascribe to the TB12 training method? I just want to know how deep this goes. <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> avocados are gross, so no. Okay. Um, Nick hates me right now, guys. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, back to Packers-related news. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit of free agency here of something that is not uh, anything official, but uh, Packers have been attached to a name uh, tight end Delaney Walker. Uh, Jacob, I know you had retweeted uh, that you are over washed up tight ends, uh, so you're not really interested. Uh, but I did say, well, you know, is there a scenario in which there's a certain contract that, you know, let, well, let's let's first put it like this, Jacob. If if Green Bay were to sign Delaney Walker, could he be helpful and useful to the team? And then the second question then becomes, at you know. To what cost? Because obviously you're not going to pay him, you know, what you paid Jimmy Graham two, three years ago to come here. But, you know, at what point does the cost outweigh what he might bring to the team as overall help at the tight end position? Yeah, I think if you can get him, you know, I've often and I've talked about, you know, when it came to paying tight ends, if you will, the only one that I thought was worth paying, quote unquote, was Austin Hooper. And I'm happy the Packers didn't give him the contract that he ended up getting. After that, I really was looking for, you know, the Jared Cook initial contract that he got in Green Bay it was one year, $3 million. He was a talented player with some skills that, that you could really blame his entire career on bad quarterback play. So someone like Eric Ebron, for example, is a popular name now. That is about the contract I'd be looking at, about $3 million. Last season, Mercedes Lewis made $2.1 million. If they can get Delaney Walker for Mercedes Lewis's contract, Cool. Understand Mercedes Lewis isn't coming back in the same scenario. I hope that's the case too. Nothing against Mercedes, but I just I don't see the need for two old they're not expensive, but two old tight ends that offer a limited upside in the passing game. Uh, and I'm not saying just hand the gig to Jay Sternberger either, because I've talked about that too, but that's the guy that I want to get the majority of those reps. And those are the types of players that I think need to be on the field 
in the passing game. Guys, we've forgotten outside of that short period of Jared Cook, and with all respect to Jared Cook, Jermichael Finley was much better than Jared Cook ever was in Green Bay. That's just 100% fact. You don't have to like him. That's fine. Finley was a baller. And the Packers haven't had a tight end like that since. Not for at least an extended period of time. If you want me to include Jared Cook, that's fine. But those are the types of players that need to be explosive pass game players. I think we got so spoiled with so many receivers in Green Bay being good and pass catchers in general that we just thought it was that simple to just throw guys out there and they'll be good. And it doesn't work that way. The Packers had, I mean, look at these guys that they had here in Green Bay. Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Randall Cobb, Jermichael Finley, Donald Driver. The list goes on. Devontae Adams now. Alan Lazard looks like he's an okay player. But they just, they don't have that explosion. And those are the kinds of players you need in the passing game. Why is Kansas City so good? One, Patrick Mahomes is awesome. He's the best quarterback in football. That's awesome. Two, they have so much speed. Tyreek Hill. Nicole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey's a matchup problem. They got backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Weapons are never a bad thing. And, oh, this guy's a nice player. That's great. Those guys have usage as well. And I don't mean to poo-poo them necessarily. But you only need a couple of those guys. You know, dudes that are like, oh, he's reliable. If I throw him the ball, he'll be in the right place. He'll catch it. And then he'll probably fall down for like six or seven yards. That has some value. But there needs to be more explosion. That's something this Packers offense has been missing since, honestly, really 2014. I know 2016 they had that stretch there, but from a consistent start to finish season, 2014 was the last time the Packers offense was explosive. All right. Well, interesting to see if uh, Green Bay does anything with Delaney Walker. Um, obviously at time of recording, nothing official. So if something does become official by the time you're listening to this with the Packers, um, you know, please understand that. Uh, so one last thing, Jacob, I want to talk about um, before we wrap up here is uh, there's now at this point a list of Packers that are free agents. So I'm going to give you that list here real quick, Jacob. We'll talk about some of the names, uh, who you would expect to see back and maybe who you would really like to see back with the Packers. So, as of right now, Geronimo Allison, Ibrahim Campbell, Tyler Irvin, B.J. Goodson, Ryan Grant, the receiver, not the running back, Mercedes Lewis, Will Redman, Jason Spriggs, Jared Veldheer, Danny Vitale, Tremont Williams, and Malcolm Johnson. So I, I will be the first to admit, Jacob, um, Malcolm Johnson, I don't even know who that is. I didn't know he was on the team. He was a fullback. He was on the practice squad. Okay, that would explain why I don't know who he is. So, all right, so I just gave you that list of names there. Um, who do you expect to see back, and is there anyone on this list that you really think Green Bay should make a priority to bring back? Expect – I expect Tremont Williams will be back. I think that he's made it pretty clear that if you want he, – he basically said that it would be easier for him to decide to play in 2020 if he knew it was going to be in Green Bay. That tells me he wants to be in Green Bay. I think the Packers will eventually want him. Um, and the thing about Tremont is he's one of those guys that you can just kind of phase him out if you know if Shannon Sullivan steps up, if Josh Jackson steps up, if one of the young corners that you draft or Kadar Holman, you know, if they have a guy who shows up and makes some plays. Tremont doesn't have to be a starter and he can add some value to your team, kind of like the Mercedes Lewis of the defense, if you will. The difference being Tremont Williams can still play. I think he proved that through most of last season. 
Um, other than that, I don't have a whole lot of expectations in terms of guys that hit the market. You know, some of those guys that you mentioned are replaceable players. I mean, uh, if this was baseball, they're the R in war, uh, which means replacement. So, and some of those guys are worse than that. Guys at this point, the longer they linger, and I know I say longer, the league year just opened three hours ago, but reality is we know that teams start tampering at the combine and really kind of finish that up here in this week for the legal tampering period. Tyler Irvin, somebody I'd like to see back, if nothing else, as a competition type thing. He really stabilized that return position and has some juice on offense too, I think. And then the longer he sits there, Jared Veld here, I think, is somebody that has some value. If he's going to make not a lot of money, he was a valuable backup piece. If Rick Wagner's not what they think he is, then Veld here is somebody who knows the system, knows the offense. You can plug him in. And honestly, depth at tackle is like having depth at pass rusher. There's really no such thing as too much of it. So those are really the guys. Again, Mercedes Lewis is somebody I can give or take either way. I don't mean that to be disrespectful, but I just – I'm not a huge proponent of <laughs> – I always joke uh, team mascots, like guys you're bringing them back for leadership and locker room presence and stuff like that. It's like, okay, that stuff's great, but it has a certain value. And if you can get a better player – then I would be a proponent of that. Well, and so one last thing I really wanted to touch upon, especially with this list here, Jacob, is because it's been a, it's been a topic of conversation forever. Uh, Geronimo Allison's name appears on this list. Uh, just a couple of days ago, they tendered uh, Jake Kumaro. They tendered Alan Lazard. Um, given that the wide receiver room at this point in time hasn't, gotten any better in fact maybe it's gotten a little bit worse um what do you make of the fact that they gave contracts to i mean lazard makes sense with the way he played last year how young he is um but kumaro versus allison i think is the interesting one um given that i mean lots of promise for allison and from a stats perspective was much better in the stats column than, uh, than was Jake Kumaro. Now that doesn't necessarily mean everything, but are you inter- what does it mean for Geronimo Allison? The fact that they've done some of this, the receiver room isn't that great. So, I mean, at this point in time, it's not like it's really hard to be impressive as a Packers receiver. I mean, I mean, I mean that with respect, but it's the reality after Devonte Adams, it's a whole lot of question marks. So, what do you do? You expect anything from Geronimo Allison, and what do you make of them choosing to give a contract to um, Jake Kumaro over Allison? Well, Kumaro and uh, Lazard were exclusive rights-free agents, so those guys are almost always brought back. Those are easy ones, uh, typically. Allison was an unrestricted free agent. They paid him a little over two million dollars last season. Maybe they offered him a minimum, and he said, "No, thanks. I'll see what happens." But Honestly, what I make of it is they're acknowledging that they made a mistake last year and thinking that Geronimo Allison could be one of their starters and that they'd be fine. Uh, Brian Gutekunst mentioned in his wrap-up press conference for the season that receiver was a position they were going to look to add. Uh, Well, when you look to add, you're going to have to subtract some guys because they had quite a few receivers on the roster by the end of the year. But as far I mean, Kumaro bringing him back, that's simple because he's easy to cut at the end of camp, but there's really no downside to bringing him in because I strongly doubt they're saying, oh, we've got Devontae Adams and we feel good about Alan Lazard and, oh, we got Kumaro. Like, so we can count on that. 
as one of our best four wide receivers because they probably shouldn't be doing those kinds of things. If you're looking for an overhaul of the room, I mean, I expect now they'd have to do some cap room to make it work, but or cap maneuvering, I should say, to make it work. But I still expect them to add a add a receiver if they can find some value there. And if not, Ted Thompson added three receivers in the draft once. Brian Gutekunst did the same thing. But I think this year, if they do that, it'll be players with higher pedigree. Uh, First-round pick, second-round pick, things of that nature. But that's all I make of it. I think Allison, you know, he's a, he's a great dude. He had a really impressive training camp. But undrafted free agents with – really poor athleticism tend to not pan out all that much. And Allison's just kind of another example of that. All right. Well, needless to say, it'll be interesting to see what they do uh, over the next couple of weeks in free agency. The draft is just a little over a month away, which Jacob, if I am correct, the NFL has, um, they're keeping the draft as scheduled, but there will not be any fans in attendance. Correct. Correct. Yep. Thank God. Um, and Jacob, I don't know. Have you seen heard? I'm assuming it'll still be televised like normal. Are we going to, is this something, or do we not know that as of right now? I'm not sure if the format is going to be like Roger Goodell going to the podium and announcing picks because there's no fans there. But my understanding is they'll have some sort of television show. I mean, the draft really is an event. Right. Well, good news then, at least it sounds like you will be able to watch it. The The, the manner in which it is presented to you uh, might be different, but uh, Packers have still got a lot of work to do, especially, I would say, at the wide receiver room, um, but uh, things will unfold over the next couple of weeks here. We'll see what they decide to do with the receiver room, um, tight end maybe, and uh, defensive line, linebacker, areas of those concerns. So it'll be interesting to see nonetheless what they end up doing with that. So, uh, Jacob, real quickly, uh, before we wrap up, people want to follow your work, get in touch with you. How do they do that? Twitter, at Jacob Westendorf, at Packer Report 66 and you can catch me here on the Pack-A-Day podcast. All right, awesome. And uh, no Maggie today. Uh, Jacob, we were talking Maggie's whole job is – uh, help, from my understanding, helping her university that she works for uh, set up online classes, which, given the virus right now, is um, paramount. Kind for, of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Kind, of, kind of a big deal, which uh, uh, is the reason why Maggie is not joining us today. She's got so much work on her plate right now with work and everything. So um, let her know you support her. You appreciate her. We appreciate her. Uh, here at Pack-A-Day Podcast very much, especially Jacob and I. We love all the insights you bring. So hopefully she'll uh, be able to join us next week. But, uh, you know, I'm sure you've all heard it at this point a thousand, a million times. But please wash your hands, be healthy, make good decisions. Yes, yes, wash your hands and your butt. Devontae Adams, as he pointed out, was saying it before. It was cool and important. Um, So, uh, well... Thank you again so much for listening, everyone. We really appreciate all the support you've given us, especially during this time, and hopefully we can bring you something during this sportsless time period and time of uncertainty. Hopefully we can bring you a small distraction throughout your day, uh, each and every day moving forward as we get closer to the NFL season. So with that, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and as always, Go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.